So there is a truth the world fails to accept. The spirit of truth the world cannot accept because it neither sees nor knows him. So then the question becomes, you know, what truth can the world accept? We might say two and two equals four. Although even mathematics have begun to be called into question in some places in our country. Generally speaking, though, mathematics and the results of scientific inquiry through the scientific method are generally deemed true. Although COVID undermined this in the minds of many, but it wasn't COVID per se. It wasn't the science surrounding it that was the culprit. I think most people understand that scientific knowledge often develops slowly over time through trial and error and is simply inconclusive at times. From my vantage point, that wasn't the problem. One of the problems seemed to be portraying inconclusive results as though they were definitive imposing policy originating in that uncertainty, excluding dissenting scientific perspectives from the discussion, and labeling all such people as conspirators or worse, which was made believable by presenting misguided individuals as representatives of all dissenting voices. The problem wasn't science. It was but a small part of mankind's assessment and reaction to the virus. Follow the science isn't so simple when human beings are involved, for scientific knowledge is but one piece of the human puzzle, and it's one that betrays itself if it reaches beyond hypothesis, observation, and conclusion. In other words, it's beyond the scope of science to make the assertion that scientific knowledge or truth is the only kind there is. What scientific experiment could be devised to demonstrate that? Science may be able to produce AI, but science can't determine whether or not it should. Now, should or should not is not a determination reached only through the scientific method. Biology has a part to play, but should or should not has the human person as a whole as the subject not just our molecular functioning, as the response to the pandemic clearly indicates. Should or should not implies that there is a truth about the human person which dictates what is and is not appropriate for us. This is precisely the truth our world cannot accept. Now, what allows me to say this? Jesus said to his disciples, if you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you always, the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot accept because it neither sees nor knows him. Commandments have to do with how to live, right? With right living, living according to the mind, the spirit of the creator, the spirit of truth. The gospel justifies saying that. But look around. Are there not countless examples which deny that there is any objective truth about the human person which determines what should or should not be done? I mean, in this regard, we could speak about abortion. 
human trafficking, pornography, Super Bowl halftime shows, the legalization of marijuana, immigration, monetary policy, just wages, health care. But to cut to one of the clearest and most pressing examples of the denial of a given objective truth about the human person, we could simply cite the transgender movement, for which, as far as I know, there is no scientific support. When officials cannot define what a woman is, a mother is, a man is, a father is, a boy is, a girl is, when they cannot define or when they redefine them, a fundamental truth about the human person has been denied. The other day, the Wall Street Journal published this from a school principal in Vermont. It's just one of many examples. Dear fifth grade families and caregivers, it's time for our science health unit about the human body, focused on puberty and the human reproductive systems. In an effort to align our curriculum with our equity policy, teachers will be using gender-inclusive language throughout this unit. With any differences, we strive to use person-first language as best practice. You will see examples of this below. We will be using the following language with students. Person who produces eggs in place of girl, female, and assigned female at birth. A similar description was used for boys. Now, I myself have seen the gender bread and the gender unicorn worksheets that have been handed out in some schools to kids as young as elementary. And my brother just told me this the other day. He lives he and his family in a small town in Kansas. When there is a big blow up because DEI curriculum, diversity, equity, inclusion, was integrated into the schooling system without notifying any of the parents. And when one of the parents found out, they began to investigate, and there was this huge meeting, and the teachers were at a loss because they had not seen anything problematic, but that was simply because the publishers had not turned on the module, which in part includes the story for elementary school children about when the prince marries the king. Now, when or where only one type of truth is acknowledged, confusion begins to reign, and of course, education, legislation, and society at large is organized according to the prevailing idea of what a human being is. This is one of the reasons we are so blessed to have the patron we do. For St. John Paul II understood that the human person is multidimensional. There is a biological dimension to us, but there's more to a human being than that. We have immaterial aspirations and needs. So society, politics, education, and such must take that into account since the whole human being is the subject. We need more than just skills, a job, and money to be happy. So education needs to match the expansiveness of the human heart and mind. Yes, science and math, but also art, music, poetry, stories, languages, theater, sports, and in a unique way, philosophy. All the disciplines that can help students arrive at the truth of what and who they are must be part of the educational experience, but only if they correspond to the truth of our humanity. Not everything labeled as art, music, 
And literature, for example, is worthy of the name any more than anything labeled science is. In the coming weeks, you will see advertisements for a talk here on June 5th by Benedictine professors on just such an approach to education, which our school committee recommended that we explore. Don't be thrown off by the name classical. It simply means that there is more to education than science and technology, and that figures from the past, flawed though they may be, can help us achieve the truth of our humanity, while also allowing teachers to teach that they had always dreamed by awakening wonder in their students instead of teaching to standards ever more confusing. Classical Catholic education really is a movement in our country among Catholics and non-Catholics too. It's a movement among people who are interested firstly in forming the whole human person, which obviously implies a guiding truth about our humanity. We'll see if it's a good fit for us. The Orstasen School Office is excited that we're looking at this, as is the president of St. James, who I visited with last week to figure out how do you start a school. They believe that we'll draw families to our academy and parish well beyond our boundaries. Parents remember June 5th and look for enrollment details for August of 2025 in that meeting. Friends, the casting out of unclean spirits in our first reading was the result of the spirit of truth's activity. Such can be done by him in our day too, through you and through me, if we hold fast to the truth, to the spirit faithfully.